Hey, I am Scott, and I'm an American in Bangkok. Welcome to the podcast. I hope everybody is doing fabulous. You know, I'm doing the same as always. You know, you got your ups, you got your downs. Some days you wake up feeling great. Some days, you know, you just wonder, hey, why do I feel like shit? Or why do I feel so blasé? But most of the time, you know, I wake up, I'm like, all right, I got stuff to do. You know, I'm okay. Everything's good. I got food in my my belly. I got uh, stuff to do. I got, you know, my kids are healthy. Everything's good. So I'm okay. So I hope everybody else is okay. Now, oh, I got a whole lot of stuff to talk about today. And uh, the first thing. Listen, I just, I'm just going to get into this real quick because, you know, we don't need to talk about this. This really doesn't have much to do at all with uh, Thailand or Southeast Asia, uh, but it's entertainment. And that is the UFC and, uh, what was it, M1 Global recently had some events, and I managed to see them. And the first one that I saw was Dan Henderson against Hector uh, Lombard, or Lombardo, I forget what it is, but uh, Cuban guy, big muscular Cuban guy, you know, big strong guy, uh, quite talented, but, uh, you know, Henderson's been around the block, I've seen him fight many, many times, I saw him fight in Japan, I've seen him fight, uh, you know, in the U.S., I've seen him all over, but... uh, I really like him just because of his whole work ethic and uh, his attitude, his mentality about fighting, and I just like the guy. You know, I mean, listen, uh, he's a stud, no doubt. Uh, But, you know, he's getting a little older. I think he's 45. And, you know, if you're in – at at that age, if you're fighting, you know, just like Randy Couture, you're fighting in the UFC – you are a top-notch elite athlete. You are not one of these guys who gets by because you're lucky or because, uh, you know, you've been coddled or whatever. You are there because you've got talent. And let me tell you, this guy's got talent, man. I mean, you know, besides he's got some, he's got some gnarly uh, cauliflower ears, but he's got talent. He's always had talent. And he's got, the, he's got a bomb in his right hand and... Uh, you know, he fought this guy, and he was doing well, and it looked like he stunned the guy. He, he shook him up a little bit, and he went right after him. He went for, you know, he went in for the kill, and he got caught, and he got taken down, and he got pounded for uh, at least a couple of minutes. He took a beating, and, you know, he weathered the storm. He came back, and uh, he ended up, uh you know he, he made it out of the made it out of the rounds and came back and knocked out Lombard and it was really weird because he threw a kick which you know I mean listen these guys kick sometimes but like a guy like you know uh, Henderson that's not a strong point you know I mean wrestling and grappling uh, is a, is a strong point and then of course he's got the the big punch but uh he caught Lombard with a, a round kick, but it didn't really hit him. It didn't look like it hit him 100% solid, but he hit him with the shin, which is where you're supposed to hit somebody when you're kicking him. 
but it just didn't look like a fantastic round kick. I mean, if you want to see a really good round kick, just absolutely devastating round kick, then watch Mirko Krokop. Uh, his left, I think it's his left leg round kick is just, it's just brutal. He hit guys and just clipped them on the top of the head. Boom, that's it, end of the fight. Uh, but anyway, uh, he caught uh, Lombard, and Lombard actually grabbed his leg. And it looked like, oh, what's going to happen now? And then just in a split second, Henderson threw like a back elbow, which is pretty unusual. I mean, you know, you see front elbows, you see like uh, uh, vertical elbows, uh, kind of like an uppercut elbow. You see stuff like that, or just a straightforward elbow where you just put your forearm up and just uh, raise your elbow up a little bit and just kind of, you just move in and uh, you catch the guy either with your forearm or with the elbow. But he caught him with a straight out back elbow. The dude went down and he looked like he was pretty much out at that point, and Henderson jumped on him and landed a, a huge shot, and then uh, as he was landing, the next shot got pulled off. And he said that it might be his last fight, and I'll be honest, I mean, you know, as much as I like to watch him fight, I don't want to see him get knocked out. I don't want to see him end his career. I hate to see guys end their career on a low note. You know, like he gets knocked out, and he doesn't have the chin that he probably once did. You know, he gets stunned almost every fight now. And, uh, you know, what happens is after a while, you know, you got, a, you got an iron chin and you, you, you get hit and you get hit and you get hit. And then after a while, you start not wanting to get hit as much and you start not being able to take the shot as, as well. And that's, I think, what's happened to him. He's taken, uh, I'm sure, a huge amount of punishment over his career. And I'd like to see him stop fighting. But, you know, he's, he's going to do what he can. And he did say something like, I don't think I'm really set up now, uh, you know, financially to be able to just quit. But, you know, I'm going to have to talk it over with my family. So I'm interested to see what happens. Now, uh, I was just looking around and I saw Fedor. Fedor had fought again. I saw his, his fight with Pedro uh, Hizzo um, and he knocked Hizzo out. But, you know, like uh, I think Hizzo was uh, uh, pretty much over the hill uh, and um, – He's been over the hill for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, it didn't surprise me that Fedor uh, took him out. But, you know, I just want to see, oh, let's see what's going on. Because, you know, Fedor is a guy who at, at one point was uh, nearly, it, at least he seemed, invincible. And I was fortunate enough to see him fight in Japan and uh, once. But, you know, I, it, was a, it was a show. It was great, and, I, and I'm happy I got to see him fight uh, live. But um, he took this guy on. I never heard of the guy, Fabio Maldonado. And, uh, you know, he got beat up, man. I mean, it was just a straight-out brawl. This guy was not going away. And it looked like he was going to get stopped in the first round. I mean, you know, it was just like he was one shot away from being put to sleep. And he was on rubbery legs. He's flopping all around the ring. Anytime a guy starts flopping around all over the ring, I'm not talking about it. he gets stunned and he kind of, he, he has the deer in the headlight look and kind of like moves back o- away from the, the, the shots. I'm talking about he gets hit and he's stumbling all over the place, flopping around, falling on the, on the, uh, on the canvas. And uh, that's what Fedor was doing. When that happens, forget about it. The guy's almost done. 
Uh, he's very close to being stopped. And Fedor was very... I, they could have made a case, probably, for the fight being stopped, but they didn't stop it. And in the next two rounds, he came back, and he did still get stung a couple of times. Uh, and he was bloodied up, bruised up, battered. And uh, and yet he managed to pull it out. He He managed to win the fight. Now, I thought it was a draw, because... If you score the first round for the guy 10-8 and you score the other two rounds 10-9 for Fedor, then it's an even fight. But apparently somebody scored one of the uh, rounds 10-8 for Fedor because he won the fight by majority decision. Uh, And uh, a lot of people are complaining about that. Now, I don't think... Uh, you know, listen, Fedor, he's had his time, and he, I don't think he's ever going to get that back. That's the thing about uh, boxing, fighting, any kind of combat sport. And uh, over the years, I've felt myself deteriorate, and obviously I'm not at the level of these guys. I never was, and I, I never have professed to be, but uh, I was, you know, I, I was training alongside some very, very good amateurs and pros uh, throughout my time in the gym, um, and uh, I've seen guys deteriorate, and I felt myself deteriorate. And you know, in 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 a combat sport, sometimes it's just a split second. That's all that there needs to be to make a, a difference uh, in the bout. So if you got a guy and he's 37 years old or, uh, you know, whatever, 40 years old, and you got some guy who's 25, and the guy who's 25 is just a split second quicker. Sometimes that's all that is needed, uh, and, you know, he can take the, the older guy out or uh, he can just give him a beating. He's just one step ahead, one split second ahead, and that's what happens. When you get older, you know, you, you know what you got to do. Your brain's telling you, yes, I've got to do this. I want to do this. I need to move, but your body just doesn't react as, as quickly. And, uh, you know, it just happens. And so I think Fedor is pretty much, his time at the top is done. Uh, he's another guy. I hope he just, I, I don't see him going away after this fight because first he won. Second, because who knows what was going on in his training. You know, you don't know if he's got injuries or if uh, he's got chronic injuries and, that have been bothering him. And that's something else that happens. Uh, you know, the injuries start piling up one after another after another. You start, you start getting uh, things that they bother you. And at first, that, you know, like, yeah, it bothers me for a couple of days. And then the next thing you know, it's bothering you all the time. You know, five, ten years go by and you're like, hey, my hand hurts all the time or my foot hurts all the time. So I don't see him coming back from that. But um, Okay, so, you know, I'm not really talking about Thailand here. I'm just talking about stuff going on. But I did see that, uh, that there's another little problem with uh, Lena, 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 whatever her name is, Dunham or Dunham. Now, I've never watched her show on HBO. And in fact, I didn't even know who she was when I first started talking uh, smack about her, about her being a, a fat pig and then showing herself on Twitter and complaining when people called her a fat pig. I mean, you know, listen, it is what it is. You know, a beautiful girl goes out and she's in a bikini and people go, oh, my God, look at her body. She's beautiful. A fat chick goes out and she's got rolls and rolls and rolls hanging. What does she expect? You know, I mean, people don't need to be 
And this is the thing. Maybe in America, people are supposed to be nice and politically correct and not say anything. But in other parts of the world, you know, some people are just direct. And, and I'm one of them. And it's like, listen, honey, you know, I mean, face facts. You're a fat pig. You want to do something about it? Do something about it. Fine. Okay, maybe calling you a pig is a little bit much. You're overweight. So what? Yeah, a lot of people are. I mean, I know it. I've been in shape and I've been overweight. And I'll tell you something. When you're super fit, you get, cha- you get treated uh, differently than if you're not fit. But you know what? So what? At the end of the day, all that matters, you know, it's probably that really matters to her is her friends and her family and her uh, loved ones, uh, you know, or her loved ones or whatever. So, I mean, you know, granted, yeah, she, she threw herself up there on Twitter and, you know, she got, listen, she asked for it, she got it, and she didn't like it. Well, now... She made some comment about somebody else who I just do not like. I just think he is a moron. And that is Kanye West. Now, the fact that I'm talking about these idiots shows what the mainstream media is covering. Because uh, this is what I saw first today when I went online. When I went to CNN and when I went to, uh, what was the other... Uh, the other one that I, in the New York Times. This is what I saw. I'm like, what the fungula, man? I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is what I get to see? I get to see this? Don't they have anything more important to talk about? You know, I mean, we're going to talk about Kim Kardashian's big fat ass and, and her husband, Kanye West, who's a, a, an equal moron. And, you know, listen... You know, I don't have a problem. I would say to them, I don't believe that they're very intelligent. And I, you know, to be honest, I think I'm of average intelligence. So, you know, what does that say? Somebody of average intelligence thinks you're an utter moron. Although maybe uh, marketing-wise, Kardashian's mother might be brilliant. I don't know. You know, I mean, there must be something going on there. I mean, maybe all the girls love the big butt. And, you know, I'm just not one of those people. But, you know, listen... She's doing, she's making a legal living. She's not doing anything illegal. So, you know, I I don't want to slam on her too much. But let's not talk about, you know, Kardashian and all her other uh, little siblings. I think the hottest one out of all of them is uh, Courtney and how she's been with the dude. Who knows? Who knows what they got going on? But anyway, let's get back to this. So anyway, Kanye West, I guess he came out with some album. You know, and I remember seeing something about it. He came out with an album where he's talking about, uh, you know, sleeping with Taylor uh, Swift, which, I don't know, I just can't see that. But, you know, whatever. Uh, he came out with some album. And I guess, I don't know how long ago, but he he has some video where he has a bunch of naked women in bed with him. And all of the women, or naked people, all these people are celebrities or... Uh, you know, politicians or whatever. Now, Lena Dunham, of course she's got to open her mouth up. Now, maybe it's for publicity. Who knows? Maybe it's because she's just a twat who can't shut her mouth and she's got to talk about something that, what the fungula, man? It doesn't matter at all. Now, what, you know, now here's the thing. Here's the reason I'm talking about it. Let me just read what she, what she wrote, okay? First of all, she's comparing the, his video, this video, to the Stanford rape cases and to Bill Cosby. Now, I admit rape in universities and the way that universities are handling these rape charges 
is it, it's completely ludicrous how they're handling the situations. And it's all because of, guess what, the bottom line. They don't want to lose money. They don't want to lose students. They don't want to scare people away. So, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't like you think. We got to change it around. And, you know, really what, they, what people should be doing is instead of saying, oh, well, you know, you're on the campus. You got the campus police. That's bullshit. Get the police in and get them to do a proper investigation. You know, you, you don't, count, don't count on the campus police. You know, it's like I've got my own police, uh, I've got my own police at my house, and yet I start committing crimes in my house, and guess what? My police are going to say, oh, no, no, there was no crime committed. They're going to back me up because they want their paycheck. Well, that's the same thing there, and it's a shame. But, you know, and as far as Bill Cosby goes, okay, listen, you know, uh, I don't believe that all those women came out and are claiming rape when it didn't happen. I just don't believe it. Okay, if you got all the, if you got that many women coming out saying that you raped them, chances are there was some rape committed uh, down the line there in, in his uh, in his time uh, in the limelight or the time when they said that the, all these things happened. Now, all that's immaterial because it's a video. You can say what you want, but what does that have to do with rapes in universities? See, this is all her perception. She's made all this bullshit up in her mind. Now, what really got me was that... She, let me just read what she wrote, okay? Now I have to see the prone, unconscious, waxy body of famous women twisted like they have been drugged and chucked aside at a rager? It gives me such a sickening sense of disease. Ugh. I mean, please. Can you be any more dramatic? Jesus Christ. I mean, what, how does she know what the video relates to? You know, it just it makes no sense. Okay, then she goes on to say, I know it's Art's job to make us think in ways that aren't always tidy or comfortable, but this feels different. Well, guess what? When you don't feel tidy and comfortable, that is different because most people, they flock to what's comfortable. They want what's convenient, what's comfortable, what's tidy. So that's where, they, that's where they head to. And as someone who shoots photos and who views, it, views photography as an art, uh, you know, for me, it's not about making people feel uncomfortable. It's about documenting a period of time or a, 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 a moment in time, the decisive moment, if you will, and trying to do it artistically it, as, as artistically as possible. In other words, as beautiful as possible, even if it's a subject that is disgusting or appalling, like a, a war photo or kids on the street uh, suffering or whatever it might be, but you still want to make the photo look as technically beautiful as possible. And hopefully, if it's not too disgusting or appalling, that will translate into art as uh, many people want to see art, which is a beautiful photo or whatever. So she's here saying, oh, it's, it's art's job to make us feel, uh, 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 wait a minute here, to make us think in ways that aren't always tidy or comfortable, but this feels different. Ugh. I mean, you know, really. Where does this chick come up with this stuff? And, you know, what's funny is she's one of those millennials, at least by some descriptions. 
She's 30 years old. Okay. She goes on to, to say, she, you know, of course, she's got, she got a lot to say. It makes me feel sad and unsafe and worried for the teenage girls who watch this, as in this video, and may not understand that grainy roving, that a grainy roving can't wait. I don't know what she's trying to say here. And may not understand that grainy roving camera as the stuff. Oh, I understand it now. Okay. Uh, for, the, for the teenage girls who watch this and may not understand that grainy roving. God damn it. I can't, I can't seem to read today. What, what's, what's new? Yeah, I'm real intelligent. And my not. <laughs> and my not. And may not understand that grainy roving camera. As the stuff of snuff films. So now she's comparing his video to a snuff film. So she's comparing it to a snuff film. Uh, she's blaming it on, she's blaming, uh, you know, uh, things like uh, the Stanford rape and Bill Cosby rape. She's, she's, she's showing, she's trying to show some correlation between them that there is a parallel or whatever or a correlation between them. Uh, or between similar situations and this type of video, and she's out of her fucking mind. Excuse me. She's a fucking nutcase. Listen, guys who rape, and listen, I've never raped anybody, okay? But I'm just going to say this from uh, what I know about rape and what I've heard about rape and what I've read about it and what, I, and what I've seen about it and everything else. Guys who rape, they do it for power, they do it because they're lacking in some way, okay? Or because maybe they're drunk and horny uh, and they want to feel power like the guy at uh, Stanford. Uh, but I don't believe that, I really don't believe any more than listening to Ozzy Osbourne makes you want to bite the head off of a bat, Kanye West video, and I don't like Kanye West. I think he's a piece of shit, okay? But I... And, and, you know, I don't know him, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a great guy, and he just talks a lot of smack, and he's good at uh, promoting his, his work or whatever. Okay. But in my opinion, from what I've seen, he's a piece of shit. Okay? I don't like him. Now, for what that's worth, which is nothing. But to say that his video has an effect on people... You know, like Ozzy Osbourne's album, listening to his album means you're going to kill yourself or you're going to uh, bite the head off a bat. And believe me, after all these years, I like Ozzy Osbourne, and I saw him back uh, around the time when he bit the head off of a bat. It was uh, 1980, uh, was it Diary of a Madman tour? I saw him, and uh, I forget who else was playing with him. Maybe it was, uh, it wasn't Journey. Somebody, I forget who it was. But anyway... Uh, I digress. So she's got me irritated. She's got me a little bit irritated. Well, not really. I, you know, like really what she says doesn't really matter. But what, what really matters is that she's spreading this kind of bullshit. And there are people stupid enough to believe that if you watch a video, you're going to want to rape somebody or uh, it gives you the right to think that this is how you treat women or whatever. Listen, uh, I, I don't say that women are being treated fairly in the United States all the time. But there's been a lot of headway, and I think they've gotten more than enough. Uh, 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 there's been more than enough headway right now uh, for most men. Uh, there are many, many men out there who they feel they can't say a goddamn thing because women 
uh, are going to bitch and moan and complain and they're going to get them in trouble and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And I never forget the guy who wrote me uh, and was talking about uh, how he had some issue at work with some woman and uh, she got pissed off at him and he said, why are you getting pissed off? Why are you screaming and yelling? And then she like threw some paper at him and the paper cut his hands and of course he couldn't say anything like, hey, you know, this bitch is fucking whack. She's throwing shit at me. She's, you know, she's already cut my hands. Look, she drew blood. Now, he can't do that because he's a man. So, of course, there's, there, there isn't, there isn't uh, equality. Women want equality. Well, guess what? Some women are treated less than equals. Some are treated as equals. And many, at least in the United States and some other places, uh, other countries are treated like they are queens and that they need to be put on a pedestal. And it's complete horse shit. And Lena Dunham is no fucking queen and she doesn't need to be put on a pedestal. (laughs) I mean, you know, I can't understand why, well, I do understand why, that a, a, a publication would run her bullshit. They run it because people will read it. People like me will read it and go, holy shit, what is this chick thinking? But... Is it going to change the way that I am? Fuck no. Why should it? I don't watch Kanye West and I don't give a fuck about Lena Dunham. Lena Dummy. You know, she, like I said, she's a fat tub of shit to me who's whining and crying. And yeah, okay, granted she's got enough talent to get on HBO and write a series. Okay, good for her. Good. But, you know, aside from that, she's just as fucking fallible and just as human as everybody else. You know, and it's just, it's ridiculous that this bitch comes out, and every time she comes out with something, people are up in arms about shit. I don't get it, okay? I really don't. All right, uh, you know, I've, I've gone on and on about that again, uh, you know, this Lena, Lena dummy, for long enough. Uh, now, I, I wanted to talk about something else, and you know, I've talked about this before. I've always wanted to walk across Thailand and walk from south to north or north to south. And I just wasn't, I haven't been able to. But I've been walking and I've been exercising more. I've been uh, watching my diet a little bit better and, you know, trying to, trying to get myself into a little better shape. And I am ready to walk across Thailand. Now, walking across Thailand is not a big deal because it's only, you know, you're talking about a day. It's not even a day, but, you know, all in all, it's probably going to take me a couple days to go there, to get set up, to walk across uh, from, from uh, one end of Thailand there, from the beach all the way to Myanmar. Okay, but down the line, my plan is to walk from the southernmost or northernmost. I'm not sure which is going to be best yet. I personally think the southernmost is best uh, and I'll tell you why in a second. But from the southernmost point, which is, uh, I forget what it is. It's uh, Beitong. What, what was it? I forget what it is. But uh, you go for the southernmost point all the way to the northernmost point of Thailand, walking. Now, that's about a six-week, seven-week journey. And it's, you know, it's a lot of walking. <laughs> And I want to see if I can do it. I'm, I'm trying to test myself out. I've got all these things that I want to do. And, you know, some of it takes money and I've got to wait and I've got to, you know, bide my time and save and this kind of thing and that kind of thing. You know, I've got to scrape together my nickels. But 
for stuff like this, I mean, you know, like for me to walk across the country, that's a that's a drop in the bucket. That's peanuts. Doesn't cost much, you know, to go to Huihin and and uh, just for a little food and water and to go across and maybe have a, a, a hotel room for one or two nights. That's nothing. To go from south to north, now that's a different story. That's going to be a little more costly, and I got to figure out some things. Um, so. You know, some of the things that I've just off the top of my head, some of the, some of the things that I've been thinking about that I'm going to need. Uh, you know, I need to travel as lightweight as possible. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, what I'll do is I'll just bring one digital camera, uh, you know, a Fuji camera and put a put a 23 millimeter lens on it, which is the equivalent of 35 millimeter. Uh, it's not because it's not full frame. And uh, maybe my GoPro, because I can put that on top of that, and my iPhone. And then, like, a pair of shorts that I'm wearing, a pair of shorts for the next day, and some of those uh, underwear, I forget what they're called, they're like XCO or something like that, where you wear the underwear and then you wash them that night and they're dry in like an hour. They're made of that material that uh, dries really well. Uh, what else would I need? I need like a, probably need a sleeping bag or a hammock and a backpack, something that I, if anybody has any experience with backpacks that are, uh, they double as a backpack for, that you can put your laptop in. And also you have a, a, uh, camel back in there. You've got a bladder to where you can carry water and you don't have to worry about, you know, they're in separate compartments and, and the laptop is protected or something like that. I, I've seen some, but I, I don't know if it's feasible to use them or not and which ones are really good and which ones aren't because, you know, you, one thing you don't want is to be carrying a bunch of water on your back with a laptop and then the bladder bursts and your laptop is ruined. Uh, so that's not something that I want to happen. And if worse comes to worse, you know, listen, I'll carry a backpack with my laptop because I do want to have the you know my laptop so I can have – live updates and that kind of thing. Uh, I don't want to do it just on my phone. Uh, but um, maybe I just have to carry bottles of water, you know. I mean, maybe I'll just have four bottles of water and uh, and that's it. I don't know, you know. Uh, i have to figure it out. But that's, that's something that I'm working on. So uh, let's see, what else? Well, now, uh, speaking of, uh, let's see here. Uh, speaking of... Well, I still get people, you know what, I just got a message here uh, from some guy. He still needs, uh, he needs fighters. And I get messages all the time asking me if I, uh, you know, know any fighters. And, and you know, I, I know that I probably could have stayed in boxing and, and uh, doing, done some matchmaking, continued to do some matchmaking and, and uh, worked in the business. But, you know what, I just... I've had enough of it, you know, I really had enough of it. I mean, I enjoy seeing a good scrap with guys who are really dedicated to their craft, whether it's MMA, whether it's kickboxing, whether it's uh, uh, um, boxing, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, at least in boxing, a lot of the guys who handle the fighters and that promote the fighters, they're just... um, you know, not all of them are pieces of shit, but there are definitely some really scummy, uh, scummy people out there in the business. And, you know, like I said before, a while back, I've said uh, that I've seen a couple of guys die. Uh, and, you know, I've seen a, a couple of guys where they, they um, 
you know, one minute I'm talking to them, and then later that night, it's like I saw in the news that they passed away, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it, it just it just happens, and and all these things, you know, and I'm older, and I'm just not really. I'm not really as involved, and I and I wouldn't be as involved as I was before, and I just don't really have the same passion for it. You know, I, I'd rather you know I'd rather be taking photos than working with boxers and even be at a fight. Um, I've been to one fight in the last four years, and the only reason I went was because uh, a guy that I used to work with, his fighter was fighting, Filipino guy, and the Filipino guy lost, but it was a pretty, it was a foul fest, and it just. It was, the, you know, it was the entirely the reason I didn't want to see the fight. I didn't want to see any fights because a lot of times it's anticlimactic. It's like watching Pacquiao and uh, Mayweather. Nowadays, it's like, you know, the guys don't want to get hit or, you know, they want to get hit, but they, they can't pull the trigger or whatever, you know, and it's just, it's discouraging. And so, uh, yeah, that's not something I really want to do. But anyway, okay, so now this podcast, uh, this video is brought to you by a couple of different things. First, it's brought to you by my book because I make some money off my book and guess what? Like I keep saying, you know, and and unless you do this kind of stuff, unless you make podcasts and videos and you're trying to sell your photos and you're trying to do this and you're trying to do that, you don't know how much it costs <laughs> to 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 put together stuff and to create content. It's costly. Bottom line, I mean, you know, and it's like, oh, people can say, oh, yeah, well, why don't you just do something else then? Okay, I, I could. And basically what that means is I would just go and take photos or I'd just write and I wouldn't worry about YouTube. And I wouldn't worry about making podcasts. And I wouldn't worry about answering people's questions. I wouldn't be some guy who is, you know, uh, answering people's questions about whatever it might be, whether it's uh, about Thailand or Cambodia or Asia or women or whatever it is. So, you know, uh, it's not like I'm, listen, I don't live high on the hog. You know, the, the one thing that I do is go for coffee. I don't buy coffee for our house, okay? Uh, I buy tea, and I have one glass of tea a day. And coffee, I spend, well, it used to be 75 baht. Now it's uh, about 95 baht, which is about $2.50. And I go about three or four times a week, and I don't buy any coffee at home for myself. And, and, you know, that's my luxury. And if I really want to get luxurious, if I really want to spend money, I either have to spend it on my kids, which, you know, is a necessity and I don't mind, or I spend it on my equipment. I spend it on, uh, you know, a, a camera goes bad or a piece of equipment goes bad, a lens is going bad and I need to get it fixed, or uh, a camera needs to be cleaned or whatever it might be. But that costs money. And then guess what? When I go to Bali, when I go to Cambodia, when I go to Myanmar, when I go to these places, who's paying for the airline ticket? Me. So if you buy my book, that helps. And you get something for your money. It's not like I'm asking you to, hey, just, you know, take care of me and give me, my, give me money. That's not what I want. I've never wanted that. I always want to give you something for your money. And if the answers aren't enough, and if my videos aren't enough, and my podcasts aren't enough, well then buy my book. That's a way to do it. You know, I, I make like five bucks a book. I mean, you know, it's not huge. I make five, six bucks a book, okay? The name of the book is They Call Me Farang. You can buy it on Amazon or you can go straight to uh, www.theycallmefarang.com, okay? Yeah, you know, 
I think it's a pretty good book. You know, I mean, uh, I, it's not Hemingway, but I think it'll get you, you know, give you a little chuckle here and there, and you learn something. Uh, and it's also, this podcast is also brought to you by my, at this point, six Patreon uh, contributors. They are Patreon patrons who they help me to be able to afford some stuff. Now, uh, you know, it's, it, uh, every little bit helps. And you know what? Here's the thing. I never faulted anybody for trying to make a decent living by working a legal job. Let them do what they want to do. For me, my dream is to be able to take photos and provide videos, mainly to take photos, to be completely honest, uh, but that's an offshoot of taking video because you're doing both and really the videos come first and the 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 uh the photographs uh, are not always in the same area or at the same time sometimes they are sometimes you know i've got a gopro on top of my camera and i'm shooting video and i'm taking photos or sometimes i'm just holding up a video camera and i got the still camera around my neck and if i see something really good i put the film uh, i put the uh the video camera down and I start shooting uh, still photos. Uh, but that's what Patreon is for. Now, Patreon, if you go to my Patreon page, it's, uh, it's in the description. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Scott Mallon. Very easy. And you just go there and you, what you can do is, you know, like if I make uh, 10 videos a month, and you want to donate $10 a month, you say, hey, I'll give this guy a dollar, uh, a dollar a video. If I make six videos, I only make six bucks. If I make 10 videos, I make 10 bucks. But if I make 20 videos and you set the maximum at $10, you got to make sure you set the maximum. Okay? It's very simple to do. You set a cap. You say, listen, you know, I'll give this guy, uh, I'll give him uh, 10 bucks a video, but I only want to give him 20 bucks a month. So if he does 10 videos, I don't want to give him $200. I want to give him 20 bucks. So you set, you put, I'll give him $10 a video and I'll set the cap at uh, 20 bucks. So it won't go over 20 bucks. All right. So very simple and it helps. And you know, you can, you can share uh, this podcast. Listen, go to iTunes, go to my iTunes, just search for an American in Bangkok.com. Go to iTunes, leave a comment, hopefully a positive comment, you know, rate the thing, uh, Download it through there. Help me out that way. You know, yeah, I understand. So, you know, people ain't always flush with cash. <laughs> I mean, if I was, you think I'd be saying anything? I want to get to the point where I'm making videos and I'm and you know I got some sponsors and uh, you know I'm I'm selling my photo- photographs more because you know I can't I'm not co- concentrating completely on photography. So guess what? That lags behind now uh, compared to how it used to be. I used to make a living strictly from writing and photographs. I didn't make any videos, okay? And this is, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, But my goal is to be able to provide ad-free content, sponsor-free content, and uh, nobody has to pay for anything. That's my goal. I don't want people to have to pay. I don't want people to feel obligated to pay. But for now, if you still want to see me, you like my channel, uh, you know, it's one way to keep me going because let me tell you something. I answer all these questions and a lot of these guys, they don't ever want to, they don't want to, uh, you know, they don't want to pay a therapist fee. They don't want to pay me. They don't want to help. 
So, you know, what is to motivate me to help them? I mean, you know, listen, I've helped thousands of people. I've helped people that people don't even know about. I've helped on the street. When I, when I photograph people and they're down on their luck, I always give them five or ten bucks or twenty bucks. And believe me, sometimes I might only have twenty bucks in my pocket and I give them the twenty bucks or I give them ten bucks. And, you know, I don't talk about that because, it, you know, I don't really care. It's, it's, I feel like, you know, listen, if somebody's starving... You don't want them to die from starvation. Give them, the, give them some money for food. Or take them and get them some food. You know, whatever. Help them out. Buy them a bag of rice. You know, I mean, in the future, if I'm able to make enough money and I'm, uh, uh, to uh, be able to pay for the trips and to be able to finance everything, and I'm making it from my photographs and from YouTube and my videos or whatever, or maybe somebody pays me once in a while, uh, you know, like a sponsor or something like that, then fantastic. Guess what? I won't have any ads and I won't charge people. Uh, I won't ask them for money. And if you really want to donate anything, you can donate it to a charity for me. If you feel like, hey, really, I need to give you something. Okay, I tell you what. Donate it to the, uh, to the uh, 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 cancer research department of some school or whatever or some uh, hospital. Okay? That kind of stuff. That's what I prefer. Okay. Now, I I don't know, you know how how I really feel. I I always feel a little. Uh, I don't know. I just feel odd speaking about Muslims because it seems like now uh, there's not a whole lot I can say without pissing somebody off. Uh, no matter what I say, I'm going to piss somebody off. But you know what? I I really don't give a shit. Because at the end of the day, um, I'm not here to be loved. I mean, you know, if you love me, great. If you hate me, okay, up to you, man. And you know what's funny is I, I've met a couple guys in the last couple of days. They just, they just met me. They just saw me walking around in the mall. Another guy saw me walking around on the street down in uh, uh, by, uh, what was that, the Upper Succumbit. And, you know, I, hey, man, you're that guy, man. Yeah, that's me, you know. And I'm always a little shy about it because it's like, you know, yeah, it's so big deal, you know. Anybody can go on YouTube. And I'm a small fish. Really, a very small fish. You know, I got 11,000 subscribers. There are guys out there with millions. And even, you know, guys, they got a half a million subscribers. Guys who are just talking about photography, they got two, 300,000. So, you know, I mean, like, I'm a small potato. And I, I understand that. And, you know, I'm okay with it. But, you know, I meet people out on the street, and generally people are very nice. And I like that. That's fine. I'm not against it. I'm not against meeting people. But you know what? My time is my time, just like your time is your time. You know, you, you, if, you're, if you're laying down on the sofa and you feel like doing nothing but just laying there and watching uh, kung fu movies all night, that's what you want to do. You don't want to do something else. So, anyway, let me, let me get into this whole, you know, I'm... Got off track again, which seems to happen all the time. Uh, I just, I didn't even know this until uh, a couple of hours ago, but uh, the Istanbul airport was apparently bombed, supposedly by some uh, radical Muslims. I mean, I don't know why I have to say radical Muslims, whatever, Muslims. Uh and, uh, you know, I just don't see this problem getting better. I see it getting a lot worse before it gets better. 
because I don't know that there is an answer. I really don't know that there's an answer to this whole problem with with um, Muslims because, uh, listen, it's not Muslims in general. And, you know, this is the thing. It's like saying, uh, uh, you know, you got a baseball team and one guy, one guy kills somebody and the baseball team wasn't even around and then you blame the whole baseball team for that guy killing the, uh, someone. You can't do that. So I'm not blaming all Muslims, but there is a percentage of Muslims that believe that people need to live how they think people should live. They have an idea of what people are supposed to do and how they're supposed to act and how they're supposed to live. And some of that involves, uh, you know, listen, it it involves women uh, doing things like not driving. I mean, give me a break. Not driving? Are you kidding me? You know, all I, all I got to say is, get, I was thinking about this this morning when I was thinking about Dan Henderson and Fedor. Just get some chick. Get Holly Holm. Get Ronda Rousey. Get uh, Misha Tate. Get one of these uh, MMA chicks. Okay? You tell some guy who's, uh, you know, some young guy who's uh, fit and healthy and he's, you know, got this attitude against women in, uh, in his country, wherever it might be. And he believes that, you know, women should should be treated like dog shit and should be held down, and uh, they need to do everything that they say, and they need to uh, not get into a car, and they need to cover up their whole face, and this and that. And when they when they show any skin, they need to be raped. You know, just like in the whole Germany thing, where you know uh, you got people from countries who think it's okay to be grabbing ass, and guess what? It's not. And one of these days, what I would like to see happen is some chick like I was talking about, some MMA girl, woman, to beat the holy piss out of some guy who, who is a Muslim and who has these, uh, these thoughts of how women need to be treated. And, he, and she beats the piss out of him and makes him cry, cry uncle and say, okay, 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 I promise I won't treat you that way anymore. No more women. You know, like a bully beatdown, something like that. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see some Muslims stand up for women and say, hey, fuck this. And there are women who do it. And, and, and they do it at great risk to themselves. And I can't imagine living a life like that. Because for me, you know, freedom is the one thing that I, I mean, it's something that I'll never take that for granted. And I always love the fact that I'm able to say what I want to be able to say. Uh, you know, to a certain extent. I mean, you know, there's no, re- there's no reason to be rude just because you have a freedom to say whatever you want. And I know maybe sometimes I can be a little rude, but, uh, I, you know, when it comes down to it, I try to be a decent person and try to understand all sides of the story and, and that kind of thing. And, and, uh, but I think that, uh, you know, that these countries and these, these groups that, uh, you know, I'm talking about the Taliban and, the, and, and ISIS or Islamic State, whatever you want to call them, ISIL, Daesh. Um, You know, I think that these people, they're living in a fucking fantasy land. And what worries me is that they get their hands on some uh, nuclear weapon or weapons, and they cause utter devastation. We're not talking about, listen, 50 people, 60 people, that's bad enough. I think in this uh, bombing here in... in, uh, Istanbul, it was 36 dead, 147 injured. Um, 
And, you know, despite this, people are not going to capitulate and say that they're going to change their lifestyle just because some religious group wants them to change. It's not going to happen. People will die before they change. I mean, and, and that's what's happening. And I think, honestly, I think this is something, it may go on for hundreds of years. This may be something like a, a, a hundred-year war, okay? Uh, it may go on for hundreds and hundreds of years or just gen- a couple of generations. And it's a shame. Because, you know, the thing is, what are you going to do? You're going to go, hey, listen, guys, uh, let's sit down and negotiate a, a, a ceasefire. And people, are, you know, what do you think? You think ISIS is going to say, okay, yeah, yeah, that's no problem. No. They hate anybody who doesn't believe the same way they do. So guess what that means? That means you're fucked. It means you're either going to have to fight for survival and not go to that area of the world, which has been completely devastated and turned into a shithole. And if you really know anything about some of these places, some of these places are quite beautiful, and the people are actually very intelligent. They're not all you know, ass-backwards like some people think. Uh, I knew some people from Iran and, uh, and Iraq, and they were extremely intelligent and progressive thinkers. But, you know, uh, some people, they still think, you know, a thousand years... Uh, a thousand years ago, they, they think they're living, you know, in the, in the you know, in the year, Nung, what, I was going to say uh, Nung Pan, <laughs> in the year 1000 or something, or, or 900 uh, AD. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, and, and you know, it's a scary thing. Listen, I mean, you know, uh, the Orlando incident happened, and uh, Orlando is a couple hours away from where I was. So... I think it touches people everywhere around the world. And uh, the San Bernardino thing. I used to live uh, in Redlands, and I lived in San Bernardino for a while. So, you know, it, uh, one of these days, there's going to be, uh, something's going to happen, and, it, and, you know, it happens to people, uh, you know, it's close to, you know, maybe it's close to me today, and then tomorrow, guess what? I'm right in the middle of it. Or it's close to you. And you go, hey, you know, I used to live in that area. And then the next thing you know, the next time it happens, it's in your area. That's what happens. So, you know, there's a saying, um, and uh, a guy just told me about this today. Now, this is an older guy who, he's a funny guy, and uh, I, I like him. Uh, good guy. And he gave me this saying, you know, he told me uh, that I should tell my listeners, the men specifically, when dealing with women who are prostitutes. And I don't mean prostitute. I don't have, there's no uh, negativity assigned to that, uh, to that word or to that occupation. But what he said was, uh, nothing is as cold in the world as a whore's heart. Now, I don't think he means every single girl who's working selling her body. That's not what he means. What he means is, for you dummies out there who keep falling in love with women who don't seem to give anything but are always going, when you send me money, you send me money? Yes, I love you, honey. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I love you, yes. And you're going, honey, uh, please, uh, 
come with me. Why you never hold my hand? Why you never hug me? You never kiss me. And inside she's going, because I hate you. You're, a, you're an idiot. I can't respect you because you're a dumb piece of shit. Well, those are the ones who, you know, I mean, listen, a girl who's got a heart, she might go, you know, I can't do this to this guy. He's a nice guy. And, you know, he's screwed up and, you know, he, maybe he's got his boundary issues or whatever. But I don't want to be this way to him because I'm a nice girl. Well, you're not going to get that. I mean, listen, you're going to get, you're going to, this saying that nothing is as cold in in the world as a whore's heart, it could be a woman's heart. It doesn't have to be a whore's. It could be a man's heart. It doesn't have to, it can be anybody. But the point is, is that in certain relationships, you have to understand that some people are completely apathetic and, and, and just totally unfeeling, uncaring, and they just don't give a shit. So instead of giving your all when they don't give a shit, it's very simple. Don't. Give any more than you're willing to lose. It's simple. And on that note, I must bid you adieu. Because I got stuff to do. I, I got a video to edit, and then I got to, uh, I got to go out and uh, shoot some stuff in the, uh, as the sun goes down. And then tomorrow, supposedly I'm going to Chinatown. Hopefully it won't rain. Been meaning to go there. It's been raining. When it hasn't been raining, I've been busy uh, doing other stuff. You know, now I, every week I got to make sure that my kid gets to his uh, marine class. I got to take him there. Uh, make sure he's all set up. Everything's good. He's got a lot to do in his little class there, and uh, he loves it. But you know, it's uh, another thing I got to take care of. And if I'm not around, I got something to do. I got to make sure he gets there. You know, it's just one more thing. It's another. It's another item to add to the to-do list. So, until next time, I am Scott. I'm an American uh, in Bangkok. Yes, choke the, la, jerk and mine. That's all I got.